Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone, and happy Friday. Here we are again already. Another week of summer has flown by, and it's especially been evident how fast and quickly time flies from the coaching, the group coaching session that I've been doing with Beth and Sarah was six weeks long, and today was, this morning was our last session, and it has been such a cool experience, but it's hard to believe that it's already been six weeks. And the kids have two more weeks of summer, and they seem to be getting excited about the new school year. I remember getting so excited, um, picking out first day of school outfit, and of course back then it was really hard to, I mean, I would see my few really close friends during the summer, but without cell phones and social media and all that kind of stuff, you know, we didn't really connect a lot during the summer other than with my few close friends. It was so fun to go back in the fall and see all the kids and friends that I hadn't seen since the year before. So I'm excited for all of our kiddos here and um, a lot of students have already started back and if you have a child that has done that, I hope it's going well so far. Um, So on today's episode, I want to talk about kind of a combination of things and it all culminates to this healing work that I've been doing inside and I feel like by sharing my story and just offering you all some of the thoughts that I've been having over the past several months that if you are at a place where you're sort of feel like you're constricted or you're having a lot of limiting beliefs or you're feeling you're feeling really defeated or down on life or just like you keep attracting like negative situations and negative energy then sometimes it's helpful for me when I hear stories from other people because it just inspires me and it kind of gives me sort of that moment in I need to know that that energy can shift and life can realign and things can can look brighter and more optimistic. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. And interestingly, what I want to start out with has something to do with seasons, even though we're smack in the middle of summer and there, it's not going to end till, you know, le- later in September. But I had this epiphany yesterday because I, well, I, when my mom, growing up and when my mom was alive, I loved the holidays. I loved all the holidays, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, all the things. Um, and I didn't even think about it at the time when she was still alive. But after she, since her passing almost seven years ago, the anniversary is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I can always feel it in my body. I start to get this sort of overwhelming sadness when the when the anniversary of her passing approaches because it's like you know the body keeps the score the body remembers all those feelings um and so the month of august is always kind of tricky for me but um until she passed i didn't realize how much she contributed contributed to me enjoying the holidays i think a lot of it a lot of the kind of fun cheesy more surface levely type things like decorations and like fest, you know, Christmas events and fall events and all this kind of thing. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it because she was with me and we enjoyed it together. I also realized that when the boys got older, you know, those things are still really fun. But when you have small children, you know, and you see it through their eyes and all the magic, you know, that that feels really fun. And so the past couple of Christmases has sort of felt a little, or the past couple of just I guess holidays in general, I don't know. Definitely Christmases have felt not as 
just vibrant and exciting as they used to. So with that being said, I realized that a lot of us maybe rely on superficiality type things to because we think it's going to bring us a sense of happiness and joy. But then if something goes awry, then that doesn't, it doesn't offer that to us. And so this summer has been so magical for me that I realized that rarely in my life have I really just taken advantage of the actual seasons themselves. I mean, I like that I've always loved the change of seasons, you know, fall, winter, summer, fall, I mean, fall, winter, summer, spring. But I guess I've never really just kind of rolled with it, like rolled with each season and really leaned into each season. I more so saw the year laid out in terms of holidays, you know, like, um, oh, okay, so we've got Easter and then we have 4th of July and then we have Labor Day and then we have Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. And so I sort of would think of the the year more like that. And again, I, I, I was young and then I had young children. And then of course my mom made everything fun because she loved decorations and she loved festive stuff. And so all of that was fine. Well, what I've realized this summer is... I don't have to just rely on holidays, you know, to kind of, or I don't have to view the year as a series of holidays. Um, and so what I've decided to do is view is view the year, you know, for our actual se- seasonal patterns. And I've come up with some words for each season, starting with summer. I'm starting with summer because we're in summer. So I just thought I would start with summer. But for the summer season, I've decided that my words are playfulness and release. So every summer, because this summer I have been very playful, more playful than I feel like I've been in my adult life. And I have also released a lot of limiting beliefs, this false sense of control that I felt I needed to have. I've released fear-based decision-making. I mean, I'm not saying I've released all this stuff indefinitely, but I've been doing a lot of work. Um, and one of the things that's really, really been powerful is, you know, finding a tribe of women who kind of get this whole deeper spiritual healing as opposed to just kind of traditional, you know, type healing um, that wasn't doing much for me as far as pharmaceuticals, therapy. It did, a, the therapy did a lot for me, but it, I kind of hit a wall with that as well because I feel like a lot of the healing that we need to do is actually already inside of us. We just need to get really still and we need to be patient, and we have to do a different type of work. And I've been finding a lot of success with meditation and the work of Joe Dispenza and Gabby Bernstein and Russell Kennedy and all these folks that I have been really studying, and they and it has just been really powerful in my life. Um, okay, so summer, my words are playfulness and release. So each summer, I'm going to go into it. Like, you know how people like to do a word of the year or whatever? Like on New Year's Day, they like to have like the word of the year. Um, that's another holiday that I didn't mention, but I, instead of doing the word of the year, I'm going to do words of the seasons. So for summer, it's playfulness and release. I'm going to be playful and I'm going to release some of the things that I've been holding throughout the year because I feel like summertime is a great time to do that because we're outside, we're in the open space, we're in water, you know, the days are longer, there's more room and energy to just release what we've been carrying. Um, in autumn or fall, my words are going to be harvest and gather. And I think for harvest, I basically just mean like, um, so harvest and gather, I'm sort of seeing this as um, a time to, you know, be with friends and family, make sure that I'm, you know, continuing connections with friends I haven't spoken to in a long time, checking in with people, checking in with myself, 
um, maybe reevaluating like what kinds of foods I'm cooking with, you know, just really leaning into all of that kind of stuff as far as like the mentality of harvesting and gathering and just all of that. So for autumn, harvest and gather. Um, winter, my words are coziness and warmth. And I envision this as just like soft blankets and fires in the fireplace and, you know, outdoor fire pits and hot tea and coffee and like um, warming spices like cinnamon and cardamom and all these like delicious warming spices, you know, oatmeal for breakfast, just like this warmth. Um, and which is the winter can be hard for people, especially after Christmas. And so if I kind of think of this as a time to just kind of hunker down and be warm and cozy, then it kind of seems exciting because I love to feel cozy. Um, and then for spring, my words are awakening and inspiration. So I'm going to see spring. The world is awakening with, uh, you know, it, it's a time when when animals are being born and like, you know, people are coming or animals are coming out of hibernation and the flowers are blooming and the foliage is exploding and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to see spring as sort of this time to awaken myself, to see what needs to be awakened within me and to feel inspired and to find some new sources of inspiration. I don't know what that'll be, but in the spring, I'm going to allow myself to be open to that. And so then in spring, if I'm feeling awakened and inspired, that will roll right into summer, which will be, um, the playful, the playfulness and release. So yeah, I've just been thinking about this and what really got me thinking about it was just how enjoyable this summer has been, even though we haven't done any big whirlwind trips or we haven't, you know, done anything super complicated, but just allowing myself to be playful and release some of these constrictive emotions and things I had been holding on to has been incredible. And along with my words for each season, I am going to start eating more intentionally. Um, the more I learn about, f or the more I go through life with food as medicine, the food as medicine philosophy, I understand that our bodies are so impacted by what we put into them. And as you all know, I've been eating basically fully vegan for almost a year now, and I have never had more energy or felt just more at a place of homeostasis within my body. So very occasionally I'll eat fish, but that's the only animal product I've eaten in a year. So I've had no cheese, like no traditional dairy or um, meat or anything like, or eggs. Although I am considering eating eggs. Um, I'm going to consider transitioning eggs back into my diet because I just miss, I kind of just, okay, actually I don't miss eggs, but I miss going out to breakfast, going out to breakfast, like getting up really early and going with friends or the kids or Matthew out to breakfast is, is one of my simple joys of life. And I haven't really been able to do that because let me tell you, it is hard, especially in most towns. Now Asheville's different, but in the small town I live, which is outside of Asheville, it's hard to go to breakfast and find a full vegan spread. So it's a little complicated. Um, so I just sort of miss, you know, going out to breakfast. And, you know, they say there's not that big of a difference as far as the health impact, eating 100% plant-based versus like 85% or 90% plant-based. And by pl basically that means that 90% of the foods I eat would be plant-based and then the other 10% could be fish and some minimal dairy and eggs. So anywho, 
But what I am going to do with this whole seasonal thing is I have decided that I'm going to eat with much more intention based on the season. So this isn't that hard to do these days because you can go to a farmer's market or you can walk into the grocery store and whatever is on sale in the front of the produce section is typically what is in season. But I want to get like really knowledgeable about it. You know, I don't want to just guess like walk into the, to the grocery store because also with, you know, easy trans transit these days and, you know, global economy, it's very easy to just get some fruits and vegetables from other countries very quickly. So sometimes it's hard to know if it's regionally seasonal or whatever. But anyway, um, so I wanted to like give you a couple of examples in case this is something our bodies do really well if we eat seasonally, because if we could just kind of get more in sync with the earth and what the earth and the earth's bounty and all of that kind of stuff, then our body knows and our body responds. And also during that time period, those fruits and vegetables are so fresh and delicious. And so they have more nutrients in them. Um, so for this southern summer season, that would be things like blackberries, blueberries, nectarines, peaches, plums, raspberries, tomatoes, watermelon, broccoli, cucumber, green beans, and zucchini and squash. Um, for the fall, oh, this is going to be so fun. I love all the stuff that's fresh during the fall. Apples, cranberries, figs, grapes, pears, pomegranates, um, butternut squash, cauliflower, garlic, ginger, mushrooms, potatoes, pumpkins, sweet potatoes, and Swiss chard. And again, with the harvest and gather mentality, I want to, I just envision like people gathering in the kitchen and cooking all these like delicious, fragrant autumn type meals and dishes. And mm, mm, that is just like, cannot wait. And then for the winter, um, some things would be like chestnuts, grapefruit, lemons, oranges, tangerines, kale, leeks, radicchio, radishes, rutabaga, and turnips. Um, so I feel like I've, I usually do really well cooking fall oriented dishes, but, um, for the winter season, I, I don't do as well. Cause I don't really think about like this, this, the foods that are in season in the winter, but this year I'm really going to try to use some of these unique, um, winter season foods. And then for spring, oh, these sound yummy as well. We've got apricots, avocados, mangoes, pineapple, rhubarb, strawberries, artichoke, asparagus, carrots, chives, collards, fava beans, fennel, fiddlehead ferns, morels, and mustard greens. Um, so yummy, yummy, and I eat tons of fruits and vegetables. And so, yeah, so one of the other things, other than keeping those uh, words of intention in my mind throughout the seasons, I am going to think about eating intentionally with the season. And I'm really excited about it because I love to cook and I think it would be fun to try out some of these new or, or try to like really, really cook with the foods that are in season. Um, and then uh, lastly, as far as this, it's kind of like this, this, it's like a triad, but basically like three things that I'm trying to live seasonally. Um, one is the words of intention, two is eating with the seasons, and then three is moving with the seasons and what I'm and enjoying the outdoors for the season. So basically what I mean by that is, you know, in, sometimes during the winter we wish it was warm and then sometimes in the hot days of summer we wish it was cooler. Well, not doing that anymore. I'm just going to roll with whatever weather is going on and I'm going to be excited about it. I'll slather on the sunscreen if I have to in the summer. I'll put on more clothes in the winter if I'm freezing, but I'm going to get outside all year and I'm going to move. And so one of the things I'm going to try to do starting with the summer, which this summer I have done a lot of, 
Um, so this summer we've been paddleboarding, playing pickleball, playing tennis, going on walks, hikes, you know, rafting, waterfalls, tubing, whatever, all that kind of fun stuff that is available where we live. And I feel like this summer more than ever, I've really taken advantage of a, a lot of that. And I'm going to continue because like I said, there's still a good full month and a half of summer left. Um, but it kind of feels like summer sort of winding down because the kids are almost going back to school, but it's exciting to know that it's not. Um, and so like in the fall, I mean, the foliage in Western North Carolina in the fall is stunningly beautiful. And I feel like in the past couple of years, we haven't gone on enough fall hikes. We haven't done enough exploring outside during this beautiful time of year when there is just like an explosion of colors in the mountains. And so I want to get outside more during the fall and hike and go on walks and that kind of thing. In the winter, I want to do some winter hikes. It's actually so fun to go on winter hikes. They're a lot more quiet. Um, there are different, you see different types of wildlife and different types of leaves and, or you see, but you can often see better views because the leaves are more, or the trees are more bare. Um, you know, last year I didn't really snowboard very much. I want I mean, the kids did, but I didn't because I broke my wrist several years ago. I had been a snowboarder since I was 15. And then a couple years ago, I'm out there with the kids and at the very bottom, at the very bottom of the mountain, it was really weird. I didn't fall while I was going down, but then I, I caught an edge at the very bottom and I just like sat down and the way that I caught myself on my wrist, it just snapped. And so, oh my God, it was so annoying. So that was annoying. Um, but I got to get back out there because I love being out there with the kids and I love being in the snow. Um, we didn't have much snow last year, which made me really sad and it made me feel like it was due to climate change, but hopefully this year we'll have some snow, more snow and we can get outside and build snowmen and go sledding and have snowball fights and just, you know, just rolling with it, just rolling with it instead of staying inside. And while the kids are outside having fun, I'm staying inside like cleaning or blah, 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 all the boring stuff that adults do. And I just want to be more fun because it's fun. It's fun to be, it's, it feels good to feel good and it feels good to have fun. So, um, and then, yeah. And so, oh, and then spring, of course, spring, I want to be outside a lot to see all the things that, that are awakening. I mean, you know, there's certain blooms that only come out in the month of May. There are certain ones that only come out in April, certain in the month of June. And I want to get more well-versed on that as well. I want to learn more about flowers in our region. I want to learn more about birds in our region. I mean, drawing these bird cards, which I've mentioned in a couple of episodes has been so magical and very serendipitous. And I just want to, and I'm learning as I draw these bird feather cards, I'm learning more and more about the birds, just the birds themselves. And it makes me so curious about them. And so I'm excited to learn more about birds this next spring and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was interesting speaking of the bird cards because, you know, I've been having all these thoughts about seasons and how you know, I don't need to rely so much on things like holidays to bring joy to me or the kids. I want, I don't want the kids to see Christmas is, a, is necessarily a time just to get gifts. I want them to see the whole winter season is a time to, you know, like hunker down and restore and refresh for the coming spring and to rest and be together. Um, I want them to learn how to get outside all throughout the year and not just sit inside all the time when it's chilly outside or too hot or whatever. But um, the interesting thing was, I yesterday I pulled into the grocery store and there was a little robin on the fence and I it was stayed there for the longest time and I just watched it and I tried to like get a picture of it but it flew off when I got close because it was so cute that I was trying to get a picture and I had not ever drawn a robin feather um, 
And then this morning, what do I draw out of my card deck? A robin feather. And so, and the message of the robin was also really cool because it said, and also very serendipitous after all my thoughts on seasons and whatever, the robin message said, remember that each season represents change and opportunity and you should honor each cycle as a time of change in your life. Hello, craziness because... I don't know. It's just so crazy when I, when I pull these cards and they're like exactly what I need to hear. But so, yeah, I guess, I guess I just wanted to share with you all my thoughts on this whole seasonal patterns and, 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 and seeing the seasons as a time for growth and rebirth. Um, and, and I think that the superficiality of things like holidays and stuff like that makes life feel a little shallow. And when those things don't go as they've always gone or something, doesn't go as expected or, you know, then, then we feel all discombobulated, but there's always going to be seasons and there's mother earth is always going to be rejuvenating and, and evolving and changing. So that's always there for us. If we just take the time to, to really embrace it and to allow it to come inside of us and heal us. I will keep you posted about my song of the seasons or whatever you want to call it. I'm just, I just, you know, sometimes when I get to a place where I feel like, um, I don't know, I, I don't know what inspired me to kind of be, to do this. This summer has just been, there's been a lot of different things that have happened this summer that have felt just metaphysical is the best way to describe it. And I think the more open I am to those sort of encounters and messages from the universe, like the more they come, I think the more closed off we are and the more we try to control our like mortal existence, like, you know, so your faith and your, you know, your belief in higher power and all of that is real. And it, it allows you to have hope and excitement about the future and not just you know, I want to, I'm going to talk about some stuff regarding Joe Dispenza because in my last episode on anxiety, I said it was going to be a collaborative effort. We were going to talk about some things and we are, but the work of Joe Dispenza is so deep and incredible that I don't want to like gloss over it in a, in a, like a way that doesn't sound like I fully understand it. So I've been studying him and things, but one of the things that, two of the things that he says, um, are where you, I mean, where you place your attention is where you place your energy and your energy is your life force. So lately when I've noticed myself, you know, being really attentive to like annoying stuff, I, I do something to shift my attention because I don't want my life force to go toward that kind of thing. Like I want my life force to go toward goodness and hope and optimism and joy. And so I've really been trying to reframe things. And so again, where you place your attention is where you place your energy and your energy is your life force. So be careful what you are doing with your life force. Um, the other thing he talks about is that we think more about the past and the future. And the reason our psyches and subconscious minds do that is because we have emotions surrounding the, the past. It's hard to envision a future or manifest a future because we have to get some emotions surrounding it. And we have so many emotions surrounding things that happened in the past that that causes us to think about the past more than the future. And so this is one of the things he talks about, that we are able to completely rewire our brains 
and change that. Like we don't have to be stuck in the past all the time because that's, we literally can't do anything about it. So it's such a waste of time to put our energy into thinking about the past and perseverating on choices that we've made or things that have happened. It doesn't matter. And I'm just as bad as any to do this. So I am working on this. And actually the work I've been doing this summer has been paramount because again, meditation, which I bring up. And I used to say, I used to kind of be like when I would talk talk about meditation, I know you don't like meditation and you don't have to do it for that long. But honestly, the more I do it, I'm almost like you really need to do meditation. Like if you can't find 20 minutes or 5, 10, 20 minutes to do to sit each day with your thoughts, then then you need even more meditation. Like if you have such little time in your life that you can't find 5 or 10 solitary minutes, then then you definitely need meditation Um, because it's during this meditation where we can kind of visualize our future and we can create the emotion that we want surrounded. We want to surround our future. And so I just want to encourage you to give it a chance. And I ordered some noise canceling headphones because, you know, I love those binaural beats, that kind of meditation music that has like the certain hertz, like that helps the brainwaves, you know, react in the right way to help you meditate. And so I got some noise canceling um, headphones and I cannot wait to, I've had some really good, great meditation experiences lately and I can't wait to to do it with these noise canceling headphones because I get easily distracted. So if I hear like the birds outside or the air condition start up or the dog barking, I can't, it totally jerks me out of my meditative state and that's unhelpful. But anyway, I want to end today's episode with something from the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. And this is a book that I mentioned many, many episodes ago, but it's called The Mountain Is You. And what she means by that is we are the mountain. Like we always think that we have these huge mountains to climb to get to our next dream or our next goal or our next this or that, but it's really us. Like we just have to get beyond our own self-limiting beliefs and our own um, fear-based decision-making process processes. Like we have to, we are our own mountain. Well, one of the things that a lot of us deal with are these, um, she calls them invasive thoughts. You might call them intrusive thoughts, but you know, it's, it's basically intuitive nudges versus intrusive thoughts because our intuition is so important and is such a, like a force for good. And it's such an incredible inner guide, but a lot of us have trouble tapping into our intuition. And some of us even have trouble telling the difference between our intuition and these intrusive or invasive thoughts. And so I'm going to go over a couple of things that she says. This is f- directly from her book, The Mountain Is You. Intuitive thoughts are calm. Intruding thoughts are hectic and fear-inducing. Intuitive thoughts are rational. They make a degree of sense. Intruding thoughts are irrational and often stem from aggrandizing a situation or jumping to the worst conclusion possible. Possible. Intuitive thoughts help you in the present. They give you information that you need to make a better informed decision. Intruding thoughts are often random and have nothing to do with what's going on in the moment. Intuitive thoughts are quiet. Intuitive, intruding thoughts are loud, which makes one harder to hear than the other. Intuitive thoughts usually come to you once, maybe twice, and they induce a feeling of understanding, while intruding thoughts tend to be persistent and induce a feeling of panic. Intuitive thoughts often sound loving, while invasive thoughts sound scared. Intuitive thoughts usually come out of nowhere. Invasive thoughts are usually triggered by external stimuli. Intuitive thoughts don't need to be grappled with. You have them, and then you let them go. Invasive thoughts begin a whole spiral of ideas and fears, making it feel impossible to stop thinking about them. 
Even when an intuitive thought doesn't tell you something you like, it never makes you feel panicky. Even if you experience sadness or disappointment, you don't feel overwhelmingly anxious. Panic is the emotion you experience when you don't know what to do with a feeling. It is what happens when you have an intrusive thought. Intuitive thoughts open your mind to other possibilities. Invasive thoughts close your heart and make you feel stuck or condemned. Intuitive thoughts come from the perspective of your best self, while invasive thoughts come from the perspective of your fearful small self. Intuitive thoughts solve problems. Invasive thoughts, invasive thoughts create problems. Intuitive thoughts help you help others. Invasive thoughts tend to create a me versus them mentality. Intuitive thoughts help you understand what you're thinking and feeling. Invasive thoughts assume what other people are thinking and feeling. Intuitive thoughts are rational. Invasive thoughts are irrational. Intuitive thoughts come from a deeper place within you and give you a resounding feeling deep in your gut. Invasive thoughts keep you stuck in your head and give you a panicky feeling. Intuitive thoughts show you how to respond. Invasive thoughts demand that you react. So, Step one is knowing the difference between an intuitive thought and an evasive thought. And so what, what I gathered from all of that is basically intuitive thoughts feel like calm and loving and they help you solve a problem. And, the, and it's, it's like that gut feeling. And like she said, sometimes it may not be what we want to hear, but it, it, that, that's still an, an intuition. Um, and, you know, maybe our brains wish that we felt a different way about a person or a situation, but then our gut knows. And so basically our gut tells us what we're feeling where these invasive thoughts they feel they feel they feel irrational and they make us panic and they make us overthink and they make us feel competitive and me versus them mentality and so step one is just realizing the difference between the two and so then she says how to start truly meeting your needs though the term self-care has become an umbrella term that more often than not refers to be, that that more often refers to behaviors that distract one from the actual problem at hand rather than really taking action to fix the problem at hand actual self-care is the most fundamental aspect of meeting your own needs aside from your own basic security your needs are to be nourished sleep well live in a clean environment dress appropriately allow yourself to feel what you feel without judgment or suppression finding ways to meet these needs on your own is the foundation of overcoming self-sabotage. You are going to feel far more willing to exercise if you get a good night's rest. You're going to feel much better about work if you don't have to sit there with an ongoing backache instead of seek out a professional who can help you with your posture and chiropractic care. Oh, and instead, seek out a professional who can help you with your chiropractic care. You are going to enjoy spending time in your home if your home is organizing meaningful. You are going to feel better about yourself each day if you take the time to put yourself together with care. These things are not little things. They are big things. You just can't see it because their impact is that you do them every day. So I find that so fascinating. These little things that we don't, okay, so these little things like cleaning our home, you know, getting really good rest, eating good food, they seem like little things because we do them every single day, but they add up to make us who we are and to help and to help us be more self-aware when it comes to things like in, intuitive thoughts versus intrusive thoughts. So anyway, I just thought that was very in interesting. I hadn't picked up her book in a while, and the other day I picked it up and it fell open to that page. And sometimes when that happens, I feel like it's like a sign that I need to share that with my podcast listeners. So um, one of the things this week I feel like maybe you can go as you go about you know, just becoming aware of an intrusive thought versus an intuitive thought. And when you have those intrusive thoughts, just try to let it pass 
and give yourself compassion, kind of like the stuff with Russell Kennedy last week. If you start to feel the panic, do the breathing exercises and then give yourself some compassion and just be gentle with yourself and say, you know what, it's okay. And the more you do that as opposed to resisting the intrusive thoughts, um, the less and less they'll come and the better that you will feel. And so, yeah, so I hope that that was interesting for you today. I I just don't know why I kind of had all those thoughts about um, the seasons yesterday, but it was kind of fun to come up with the things that, that, that I told you about, and I'm excited um, to kind of go finish out the summer season and roll into the fall season without so much pressure on the holidays and more intention on just the seasons themselves and the bounty and beauty that Mother Earth offers all of us. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and a wonderful week, and I will catch you on the next episode of She Breathes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.